welcome back to the free lunch podcast i am here with uh my first guest it's been a while it's been since september since i last posted but i'm back again back again in 2021 and um our first guest is somebody you may not know you may know you may not know him um he's my good friend uh from high school and middle school um known him for a long time now and He's a bit of a normie. He's not too into sports like I am, but I feel like he could add a lot to this podcast um, in the future and, and especially right now. So, uh, yeah, Elijah, if you don't mind. Hello. How, is, how are you doing, bro? Yeah, guys, my name is Elijah, and I'm glad to be here, man. You know what I'm saying? Show support. Show some love to my boy, Julian. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Free Lunch Podcast. Um, for right now, I think we're going to try talking about the NFL and in the playoffs obviously we have we're recording this on uh Friday and tomorrow I guess the day I'm going to be posting this um the first few wild card games will be played and yeah we're just going to start start with what we like what we don't like and who we see coming out to the divisional round and yeah all right bet so like obviously all of these games are they're not always going to be a fun watch. Like, for example, Saints and Bears, that's already, it seems like a foregone conclusion of who's going to win that game. Exactly. Um, but I think from what I've seen, the three games that are sort of up in the air are the um, the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens that will be played. Um, hold on, let me check what day it was. It's on the 10th. Yeah, they're playing on Sunday. And then I like the the Rams and Seahawks. That, that'll be interesting as well. And then the Buccaneers in, in Washington, I like that one as well, seeing as how um, the narratives that can come out of that are are really – Endless. It's really fun to play with. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 just – I don't know. It's just – I I'm just curious what will happen. And, and yeah. But, but the other three – What about Colts Bills? I don't know. I feel like Colts Bills – I feel like those yeah. are going to be a real interesting one. Yeah, with the Bills, um, I feel like just being as balanced as they are on offense and defense and the hot streak that they're on, I don't think the Colts will really stand a chance against what the Bills have to offer. Um, well, only thing – sorry. My bad, bro. Yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead. No, nah, only thing I feel like is if, if the Colts can really get their running game right, Cause they were at times they were looking really good with Jonathan Taylor, um, and who else do they have? Um, Naheem Hines. Hines. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were looking real good with them too, and so I think if they can really get that going, and of course you know Philip knows how to read those defenses, really do what he got to do. I definitely think that um, Colt, don't sleep on the Colts is all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? They definitely can make that a game. Yeah. The only reason I like the Colts is because of their defense, but like at the same time, like. Josh Allen says has Josh Allen has been on a tear. Yeah, facts. Stephon. So it's like I don't know, and even with the other receivers that they got, they there was this dude. Uh, I think yesterday when I mean last last week when they were playing the the Dolphins, that number nineteen kid who just stepped up when when Cole Beasley was out. Oh yeah, facts. He played. I mean, like, he played really well. So should. it's like I don't know, and the, and the Colts seem to be only playing well against really bad teams and they're also a seventh seed which is not as optimal as i mean but it's be. a little different now of course since you only got 
since you only got one seed that's um gets that bye week. So really everybody's in the same boat in terms of, you know, how many games you gotta play. Seventh seed. Like I just feel like of course there there could be different matchups, but relatively Colts would have had a difficult, you know what I'm saying, game regardless. Yeah. I just like I don't know, with everything with everything with the way it is and how just explosive Josh, Josh Allen and 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 um that Stephon Diggs have been this yeah year. they yeah how they can be just alone it's just I don't think it's a fair matchup. What about that Ravens Titans game though? I mean, like I don't know. I I feel like I'm a Steelers fan, so you know I want the Ravens to lose. Ultimately, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know. I just feel like they gotta definitely be able to stop Derek. But I think that Ravens defense is going to be able to make enough plays. It's gonna be a shootout, in my opinion, low key. I think like 21, 28, 35, 28 type game. But I think the Ravens defense will step step up at the end of the day, only because they want to help Lamar get that one playoff when um off his back. Yeah, the Ravens have been going. They've been going nuts. Like the past five weeks, they've literally had. They probably had like the best offense in the league and. After that that slump that was obviously concerning when they went down to the Steelers and went down to the Patriots, um, they it, and at that point obviously Harbaugh's job was on the line and he really he really did save his career in Baltimore. So it was interesting to see them put everything together like, and now we're looking at a team that has is top ten in points per game and top ten in explosive plays and and yards per point and points per play. So it's like. Their run offense is just crazy, like just yeah, crazy. And, and the thing with what happened last season when they lost, and it's a rematch, of course. And what happened last season when they lost, they sort of fell out of their their identity and they started to pass more. And we know, like Lamar Jackson, like to win a game, you're not gonna make him a pocket passer. Um, they had made it up to that point um, last season through their run game, and now Lamar Jackson, obviously, I think in the second half of the season, like or in, at least in the past few games, I'm not sure what the, the metric was, but I remember seeing a stat. He was, like, averaging um, him alone. He was averaging almost 10 yards um, per carry, which is ridiculous. But, That's a first down every single time he decides to run yeah, out of the pocket. Exactly. Literally. So, like, so like I, I really do trust Greg Roman and, and knowing how bad this t- Tennessee defense is and knowing that they don't have a pass rush. And um, from what we saw with – with the Texans and they almost um, fell against them. And, and, and I understand like Desha- it's Deshaun Watson. He's a really good quarterback, but at the same time he plays on the Texans. Yeah. Um, who are no receivers, no run well. game, no O-line, nothing. And exactly. even their wide receivers are dropping balls. I was watching that, some of that game. Even their wide receivers are dropping balls. Brandon Cooks dropped a wide open wall. Like dog, like Texans. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Texan- yeah Deshaun Deshaun had like a career game against that defense, so I, I worry. But it is at the end of the day, it is a Mike Vrabel defense. But I worry about where they can go, um, in in defending um, Ravens' run game because nobody really has. But at the same time, you could also be like, well, the Ravens have only the only uh, over five hundred team that the Ravens has beaten in the past few games have been the Browns, and so. It's just I don't know, but I, I just personally I like the Ravens more because if they can stay true to what they are and and I feel like I don't know I still don't 
I'd rather have the Ravens make it pass also because personally I I want to see what Lamar can do, you know. Pass the first round. After, yeah, after he w- I want to see him win a playoff game and see what that does for them. Correct. But um yeah, and even on Tennessee's offense, there's not a lot of variety either. And it seems like it's not should feed point- that boy in the back. Yeah, yeah, and and Henry obviously is a good running back, but um it, and and but the thing with the receivers, AJ Brown and what's the Corey Davis. Yep. Um the the Ravens have an answer for that as well. The only reason the only reason their defense wasn't as great as it as it wasn't as great as it was pegged out to be. I mean they had a lot of injuries. Were, yeah, they had a lot of injuries, they had a lot of COVID complications, so you know, things happen. So it's it's just they just didn't have time hoping. to really build that chemistry. They probably didn't have time to build that chemistry, that whole communication. Just like, yeah, that day to that day to day stuff. They definitely missed out on a lot just on a couple of weeks during the, throughout the yeah, season. Yeah, they, they they definitely missed out on uh, uh, Kalias Campbell a whole bunch. But because like even if I'm looking at even if I'm looking at the Ravens' schedule, eh, actually I don't know. They've been giving up a lot of points overall throughout the season. Certain games, you know, they did real well. It seems like they gave up a lot of points, but I think I definitely think though, last couple of weeks seems like they got it together. So, I I think their defense, their defense will step up. Yeah, they have they have the names like you, they Derek Wolf, Calais Campbell. You have Marcus Peters and Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, like they they have the names, they have the guys, they have the bodies. So, I think they could. I'm not saying like they'll stop Derrick Henry. I think he'll still go off for like 150, 160 yards. Unlike 20 carries, 20, 25 carries. Yeah, pretty much. But it's like, if you can keep Tannehill out the game and, you know, keep him contained too, I think. Especially off that play action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the other game that I obviously like, and we obviously alluded to, and you you seem really eager to talk about the the Washington and Tampa Bay game. Um, Yeah, I don't, I just, I just like it a lot only because. It just seems like it. It, of course, you have Brady go. You know, kind of end of era type feel, and then you you have Washington up and coming, trying to get everything right. You know, a whole lot of promising talent on their defense, and then you. I was looking at their defense, um, even like this last week, and like their defense, like has on the low been like a top five defense throughout the season, just in terms of like. Some of the like they they picked up a lot of good players. Cam Curl was a real good safety. I think he was all, um, all, all rookie um, defensive team. You uh, you had Quentin Dunbar. Their their corners have been playing real good. Of course, their front seven. We all know about that. Chase Young, all of them. Uh, Deron Payne, a real good young front seven. So I just feel like it's just the narrative. Like like we said, like I I really want to see like if Alex Smith as a vet can help that young offense and then if that defense can take over that game and see really how how the Bucks operate because they got a whole lot of firepower. And yeah. So of course, um Alex Smith has been dealing with a calf injury and, you know, their offense in general has been dealing with a with a lot of injuries and a lot of players have went went down and a lot of players weren't available or at least a hundred percent in their last game against the Eagles, um, Terry McLaurin comes to mind um, for their offense. And that's the, that's the only way I see outside of, you know, their defense showing up. That's the only way I see them 
um, beating the Buccaneers, but like the Buccaneers pass rush is vicious. Like you have J, uh, JPP and then um, what's Sue, his name? You even got the Dominican Sue who's been having a good year up front. Um, Vita Vea. He's, he's still at the, he's still with the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah. Sue's with the Bucks. Um, is Vita Vea on the Bucks? Cause I know he was nice. Yes, he is. But yeah, I, I, but what from what I remember, like they they have a nice pass rush that, and they 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 contained a Rod of of all people, of course, in that offense. Who obviously a Rod went for forty touchdowns this year, and you know from what I saw against Philadelphia, and I like going from recent games, considering like this is they just played last week and. Which which was Sunday, and they're gonna play again um, this weekend. So it's it's sort of a, not a big turnaround, and it's like Alex Alex Smith to me is still questionable on on whether or not he'll show up mm-hmm. um, because he didn't show up against Philadelphia. Obviously, gave up the ball twice, and and he, he's a particularly conservative quarterback who has really good skills in in terms of protecting the ball and and um, keeping everything together. And he didn't seem like he was there. He was sort of out of it. Uh, yeah, he was. Well, I wouldn't say he was out of it. He was just sort of immobile. And this was a Philadelphia defense that didn't have um, Fletcher Cox or anyone serious. Um, and so they were kind of trying to throw. They've been trying to throw games away, honestly, it seems like. Um, you're talking about the football team? Uh, no, I'm talking about the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it was just that game in particular, which is a whole story on its own um, uh, with what Peterson did. And there's a lot of questions about whether or not that was his decision or it was somebody higher up. Who? I mean, I just feel like with that, it just goes to show overall how the mentality is throughout that season where, like, they probably – I mean, not that – so obviously certain players weren't out there probably trying to win ball games, but it just probably shows a mentality of, like, giving up ball games like just that from a competitive standpoint being an athlete like it definitely took a mental hit i feel like on some of those players just throughout the season like they didn't want to play you you thought you saw them you thought they didn't want to play or yeah i just felt like some some of them just like didn't even want to be on the field man like i don't know where did you get that indication though i mean just like mm, i mean it's more so just how I feel like players react. Sometimes I feel like obviously you see a whole lot of turmoil going on with your QB situation. It definitely has a huge impact on just like the locker room. It definitely has a huge impact on players' mentals. Obviously, you feel like, okay, you go from Hurts, one big game against AZ. You feel like you're on the up and up. You have a chance. And then all of a sudden, you start kind of going on a downhill spiral. And then it all ends on, comes to the end of the season of, you know what I'm saying, your, your coach really seemingly throwing a game. Uh, or like you said, whatever the narrative or whatever the story might be behind all that, um, it just kind of—I just kind of feel like there's a lot more to what's been going on in the locker room and with those players as well. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. Personally, personally the sentiment that I got from guys like Jason Kelsey, um, from what he said, he, I don't remember what game or what uh, press conference he was talking about how winning is a bottom line, even when like they're out of the playoff picture or whatever the circumstances like winning is the bottom line and then sort of miles sanders came out after the game at week 17 saying um you know everyone was confused when sudfield came 
came in and 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 Hertz came out and it was sort of everyone was looking at each other and there was chatter on the bench like what are what is happening I thought the point of this game was to win and obviously they're I don't know everyone's contract situation and and everyone's you know the incentives for winning and and a whole bunch of things that go into winning and, and it helps the team morale and it can be meaningful going into the offseason on a win and when you just sort of throw the game away in favor of a pick and, and not yeah in favor of a pick and, and not inform your team it just seems really um I don't know it just seems misguided and I don't know what his goal was there because already like you have guys like Carson Wentz who doesn't I know he doesn't like being on the bench and I I'm curious to see what their offseason situation is with with Wentz and Hurts that's um, gonna be a whole story yeah to be QB but I'm just curious why he decided that was the time to do that and why he decided um, or executives, whoever was making the decision, decided it wouldn't have been better to make that decision before the game had even started and make it clear to your players. And I don't think the problem to me was tanking. I think the problem was more so um, deciding to do it when you did it and not telling and not being transparent. Right. Right. But obviously that's just organizational issues. Maybe it just shows a problem because you, you've had a lot of coaching issues it seems like with those eagles just probably within the last decade even you're talking about chip kelly like going on from chip yeah. kelly through all that and then obviously you had a crazy super bowl run but it seems like that was quickly forgotten quick yeah that was just that was just a a little it was one year because you remember the year after if i'm not mistaken they didn't make the playoffs right like I, that was that Wentz 13 and 3 mvp season got injured Foles came in did what he had to do. They got out of there. Like it was and, just uh, unprecedented type type things. Yeah, I'm not really brushed up on that, but I don't. Did Foles? He ended up staying, right? And then the next, or yeah, the next yeah, year they made dead, the playoffs. And then next year they um, that's probably when they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs with Foles again because Wentz went down later in that same in the next season. And that's and when then, they lost to the Seahawks. That's when they lost to the Saints the year after, I think. If was I'm it not the mistaken. And then Josh McCown ended up playing at the end of the game? No, it was – I remember it was Foles and – hold on, let me check. It was Foles and he threw he threw a pick on like a game-sealing pick. You're probably right. You're probably right. You probably are. Yeah. Right. They were – they were second in the division the year after. And they lost – they went nine and seven the year after, and they lost in this lost to the Saints in the division. The the divisional, so yeah, I was right. What do you think? And about yeah, and went awards, bro. Sorry, so what? What do you think about some of these awards? If you want to talk about those real quick. Oh well, I mean, we're all over the place. We went on a sort of a tangent with the with the Eagles. We started. We should sort of finish the um the the football team stuff. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, where were we with the, we, we sort of went on a tangent. We we're talking about the, we were talking about the Bucks Washington game. Um, we were talking about originally the Washington, um, just like how Washington uh, doing and, um, how they're off. How yeah. They're looking. Yeah. Back to the, back to the football team, Washington. Um, I, I just think the only thing that's keeping them in is, is 
being healthy in in the um in the uh, uh on the, on the offensive side of the ball um obviously that's going to be essential if they plan on um beating or getting past obviously putting points on the board and getting past the the Buccaneers defense um and I mentioned Tor- Terry McLaurin um he's obviously their best offensive player he's their best receiver and it's like him and then everyone else there's like this huge gap and then every other receiver comes after him in terms of talent and and playability oh yeah 100%. yeah like 87 catches on the year over a thousand yards and four touchdowns he had a touchdown in the first drive against philadelphia and he looked really good um and but he was obviously only four touchdowns yeah yeah, like when he's their obviously best receiver and like everyone else comes under him and there's no really no real talent outside of that, like it's easy to to take care of him and contain him. Yeah. And obviously when you have as many played as many quarterbacks as the football team has, they're of course going to struggle with that. Um but yeah, it's just and he's obviously dealing with an ankle injury and I don't know. He he looked good in the beginning, but he sort of disappeared after that, and so did the, so did the Washington offense. And it was sort of there at times, and it was at it just disappeared at others. So yeah, his, last, his last couple of games weren't too good. Pitt, San Fran, Seattle, Philly, fourteen, twenty four, seventy seven, ninety, uh, and forty. Yeah. So like outside of Smith. Um, they're looking at guys like Heineke and and um. Hey, don't trip on Heineke. You saw Chase liked him. You know what I'm saying? That boy, that boy said, "That's all I do. That's all I do is make plays." Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> good for sure. He's he's good for sure. But I don't know. You don't win games like that with a guy who's yeah. barely. I, he hasn't even Off played the in a playoff game. Yeah, versus the goat. But yeah, it's just the narratives that come out, and obviously you. I don't know if you heard what Chase said about like he wants Tom Brady and and then uh, and then Bruce, Bruce being like be careful what you ask yeah, for <laughs> yeah it's just like nice narratives and obviously there was these were two teams that had um, sort of been devastated with whole a, a lot of all kinds of disappointments throughout the season um, the Buccaneers were pegged to be one of the top teams in the NFC and now they're sort of a middle of the pack team and. Uh, they sort of just have been walking through the season. And obviously Bruce Arians and Tom Brady have had um, not been on the same page for the entirety of the season. And like I said, like the Buccaneers weren't as good as they were supposed to be. And the football team, they had obviously they had their controversies and with their name over the summer and their controversies with their executives and that whole sexual assault scandal Correct. Their, yes. Their owners and and all of that is up in the air. And you have a really disciplined team in the football team with a nice coach, and they're all ready to battle. And they seem like they're really into it right now. And they've just coming off a, a really good win, and um, and they clinched the division. And you have a really sort of fringe, not really as disciplined team in the Buccaneers that has sort of just made it off made it through the season based off of their sheer talent. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. (laughs) 
And like, I don't like. Do you remember the talk that people were bringing up with the Buccaneers? Like, we're talking about like these guys are the clear shoe ins to make it out the NFC. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, what 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 were you supposed to think? We're talking Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two two receivers who came off huge years last year. Chris Godwin went nuts last year. Then all of a sudden, you got, of course, the goat Brady Rob back in there. Yeah, everybody thought they were just like. The super team warriors almost, you know what I'm yeah, saying? And, like, and they got Fournette. Yeah, of course. They got Leonard Fournette. Then they still had Ronald Jones uh at, behind him, a little speedy back. Then of course when they picked up A B like of course you had to think they were gonna and then of course, like you said, their front seven, as you said earlier, real nice. Their secondary, eh, they can make a couple of plays, but they be getting beat. Yeah, they have a young secondary. Um but yeah, these are teams that had expectations, and they just really uh, shit the bed, for lack of a better phrase, and and they they came out flat. And I really wish the Dolphins made it. I really did. Yeah, same, same. I sure. really wish because I feel like I feel like first if the Dolphins made it, Brian Flores would have won coach is gonna would have won Coach of the Year for sure. I don't know if he's. I'm. I feel like he might. I mean, he definitely has a chance. Um, but who are they saying is gonna win coach of the year right now? Sean McDermott. Yeah. I definitely think um Brian Flores should win coach of the year for how he did with the Dolphins and turned them around from last year to this year. For sure. Um definitely wanted to see them make it. Definitely wanted to see them make it. Yeah. Yeah, and Brian Flores obviously he seems like the the new um, Bill Belichick disciple that will finally turn things around for for that um, class of of coaches who've sort of every time they leave the Patriots they've sort of end up being terrible um, in in the NFL. Um, it's obviously Brian Flores and and um, Nick Saban who are the two guys who have seemed to be successful outside of the Patriots or outside of um, uh, Belichick's tutelage so we'll see what happens with him obviously like the Dolphins are looking at a really good situation in the offseason like they got two picks in the first round one of them is a third pick of the draft and they need to get a running back in my opinion oh was that your computer yeah yeah I mean so you're saying they should trade down uh, I mean if they can I mean I just think that's the only thing they were missing this year. Either, I mean, obviously, I think they could get a receiver, but receivers, I feel like in the draft, you really can get them anywhere. Um, but yeah, I definitely think they should try to focus on trying to get a running back, trade down if you need to, pick up a, get some more depth on that defense, maybe on that O line, and then see what they could do from there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would. Um, I don't know if I believe in in drafting running backs in the first round. Um, but with the pick that they have, they obviously have a lot of leeway and there are t- plenty of teams behind them that, that want guys like, um, Devonte Smith, who will probably go within the top five, or they want guys like, um, I don't know who, who's like the top quarterback or like Justin Fields or something like that. Um, but Kyle Trav, you know, I've, different guys like that. Travis is definitely, he's, he's going with number one. I don't think he'll, he'll make it past the third pick even if he drops from number one really okay yeah i think travis is i mean travis trevor lawrence is clearly um 
the the best quarterback. Oh, Trevor, yeah. yeah, I said Kyle Trask. Um, oh, you, you the, said the Florida, okay. the Florida QB. Because um, what was it? They, they, those were the your four Heisman candidates. It was Devontae, Trevor, Mac Jones, and uh, Kyle Trask. Uh, I don't, Justin got left off. Um, but that's just based off college football. The way college football does their awards is a little weird to me. But I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. I think the things that I've, I haven't read a lot about um, the prospects and what scouts are saying, but I think the things that have normally come up with Trask is he doesn't seem like Trask and who's the other guy, Mac Jones, they don't seem like starting caliber quarterbacks to right. these people. And Trask in particular, um, he doesn't seem to have the mobility to even last and even, I don't know, make his make a name for himself in, in the higher – in the upper echelon of, of quarterbacks right now who are like prospects and who are in the league already. So yeah, he's definitely got a ways to go. Definitely. Yeah. And it's with the dolphins, I think in my opinion, what they should do is probably like the, the things that they were missing obviously was an offensive line because Tua was getting destroyed and he didn't seem like Tua and uh, Fitzpatrick. They didn't seem like, they were having a fun time throwing the ball, um, and and they don't they don't have a, much of a, a passing pass blocking offense. And there's this guy from Oregon. I don't know if I his DM. Well, no, no, it's the O O lineman. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, um. Panay Sowell. Panay to, oh, yeah, I see you talking about. I see him. Yeah, he's definitely a top 10 pick, and he would be a nice addition to the line. They can go with him, or they – outside of – what's his name? The receiver they, they got, number 11. I think his last name is Parker. Devontae Parker? Uh, yeah, outside of, outside of him, they don't have a receiving court either. And you did say they could go in later, but with this receiving class, like, 2021's NFL receiving class might actually be better than last year's. Um, so they could they could trade down if they if a receiver is what they want and they could get that that one dude from LSU, Jamar Chase. Um, I don't know if it's J- Jamar Jamar, but I think it I think it's, it's Jamar. It's Jamar Chase. But yeah, he's good outside of Devontae Smith if they don't want to go for that. Even I, I don't think I would go for Devontae Smith because I don't know, like he's built like me, and I'm like six foot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but from what I hear about Devontae, he's a real hard worker. I mean, I think, um, I think, I don't know them. I feel like them Bama boys just different. You gotta, you gotta think like that man had to yeah. had the tutelage of. You're talking about how four or five first round wide receiver draft picks that are doing good in the league right now. So, I mean, I, I definitely think he's, I don't know. I, I feel like he could, he could be a sleeper and just be nice, like way nicer than a lot of people have thought, especially with a season like this. Like he put up, he broke records in the SEC this year and had two less games due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously Alabama, Alabama receivers are going to do their thing. Obviously, you have Julio Jones, Amari Cooper. They're doing really well in the NFL right now. Amari Cooper took a little bit while, a little longer for him to find his footing, but he just needed to be put in the right situation. But it's just, I don't know. I just have 
worries about Devonte and his and his build personally. But yeah, he's he, outside of that. Like he's fast, and that dude is he glides on offense when he has the ball. So he's good, but he's he's definitely going to go top five, and he he can still build muscle into that frame and and get heavier. But I don't know what that'll do with his speed. So. So yeah, my fault about the static, but um, yeah, of course, like I was saying with the Steelers Browns, definitely an interesting game. Like I said, um, I just feel like we're gonna come out on top only because we're used to them. And like I said, our second stringers, um, they did a pretty good do- job last last week. Mason Rudolph did a good job getting the ball down the field. Um, I'm just hoping that Ben will take more shots. I feel like we're being real timid offensively. I definitely want to see us take more shots. Um, that's really what you're gonna have to do. That's how you win in the playoffs, in my opinion. You got to take some risk for the Browns overall. Um, of course, their defense, they have really good defensive players. Sometimes I feel like their communication just gets messed up and they give up plays. Miles um, Garrett, obviously a defensive player of the year candidate, big-time dog. Other than that, I mean, their offense can get going. Uh, their run game is real good. Of course, Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I really Nick, honestly, out of everything about the Browns that scares me most, it's Nick Chubb. That man is just like a quiet monster. He just runs the ball and endlessly. I feel like if we can't stop Nick, then the Browns have a chance. But other than that, I think we're going to be good, to be honest. Yeah, obviously, like, the Browns have had a lot of COVID problems throughout the year. And it seems like COVID will be the one thing that will take them out. That will basically, like, confiscate their chances of uh, beating the Steelers with Stefanski out and I think a little bit of the coaching staff won't be appearing in the game as well yeah uh, due to COVID um I don't think they can beat the Steelers twice even though in my opinion um in my opinion you said you wanted to see Ben Roethlisberger take more shots I I want to see that offense run the ball a little bit more because oh ben, yeah 100% yeah because Ben is damn near 40 years old and he's throwing the ball like 45 35 plus every game. game. And I'm like, yeah. And it blows me because honestly, I just looked at the stats. James Conner ended the season with about 700 some odd rushing yards and he, and about 200 some odd receiving yards and he was injured. So I'm like, man, if James could put up that production and, and we're sitting here saying we're inconsistent with the game, I'm like, bro, at this point, you might as well just feed him when necessary. Like, I, I really would like for us to come out like, you know, may take a couple of shots, but keep running it with him. Like, it, I, I feel like we don't give it enough time. We will run the ball five times, stop. And it's like, nah, that's not that's not how the NFL works. Like, that's not – to me, that's just not how football works, in my opinion. You can't just give up. You got to at least keep trying. Like, you know what I'm saying, just to get that momentum going. Yeah, they need a little bit of a, a more balanced offense and – Plus, I would like to see Anthony McFarlane get more um, touches. I just feel like he's real young. Um, he might not know the playbook too well, but I feel like he's he's de- he's the most athletic and he's the fast, definitely um, probably the best runner um, out of all of our running backs right now. I just feel like he just just doesn't know enough about what's going on out there to really um, really get too much playing time right now. Yeah, but I don't even they don't even probably don't even need that much of a run game to to really beat the Browns. I feel like the Browns will end up beating themselves just because. Yeah, hundred percent. I just want to, I just want to get it going. Cause obviously, you know, later on that's, it's going to help a lot if you, throughout the playoffs, especially just trying to get 
load off of our receivers, you know, keep them from taking as many shots, keep Ben from taking shots, you know, back there in the pocket. Like, I just don't, you know, last thing we need right now is injuries or anything of that nature. Yeah, so, and it's especially important since you'll be playing a team, probably from what we've been talking about, the Ravens in the next round if you win. Right, like two divisional games, that two divisional games back to back, and then, of course, you're, if, we make it that far you're talking about an afc championship game in the super bowl definitely going to need a running game at least yeah, for somewhere sure. for sure so i think we both agree like we have the steelers in that one facts and uh the you one that ram we... seahawks yeah yeah i i personally like this game because the C- the rams obviously i think they have probably the best defense in the playoffs right now out of the 14 teams in the playoffs and the seahawks at one point they had a really explosive offense, but that's sort of regressed now. And Pete Carroll sort of made the the decision to focus more on his defense now that his guys are healthy. And now that they have guys like Carlos Dunlap and, and Jamal Adams who are relatively healthy and they haven't been dealing with a lot of COVID issues on the defensive side of the ball. So he's been switching from that high-powered explosive offense that ran through Metcalf and Lockett and, and Wilson doing right. their thing and now they've sort of become like a dink and dunk offense that has been super conservative and is running the ball a lot more and i don't know in, in the past few games the the seahawks offense obviously hasn't been at that level and it was fun to watch metcalf and, and wilson do their thing but i'm just curious of what you think about how they're fair in that game i mean honestly just from what i'm looking at i mean what it seems like week 15 Rams lost to the Seahawks. I don't know how that game went. I didn't pay too much attention to it. Um, I, I just feel like personally, obviously the Seahawks, obviously I would say just don't sleep on them. Their offense obviously has that potential to just do whatever they need. And of course, Russ is great in my opinion. Um, so they can pick up wherever they need to. I think the biggest takeaway is like, I feel like, it's just opposites. Like I feel like Seahawks offense is really where they have a whole lot of a whole lot of experience, especially just being Russ being the quarterback. You have a whole lot of experience with playoffs, you know, guys knowing what to do, how, how to go about their situations. And then the other side, you got like you said that Rams defense, a whole lot of talent. Aaron Donald, of course, just best defense, probably the best defensive player in the league. Jalen Ramsey, obviously, you know, and a whole lot of talent everywhere else on that team. That defense probably has a lot of experience going against Russ, going against the Seahawks, and playing. I feel like the offense is where if if golf can stay consistent, um, but he turns the ball over a whole lot more so. You know, a lot, I think a lot of people kind of realize that golf turns the ball over a whole lot. Um, but I feel if that Seahawks defense has been stepping up these last couple of weeks, if golf can't can't keep that ball in in, in the Rams' hands, um, then I think the Seahawks will come away with this one. Because I just feel like Russ knows what to do, you know, when he has to, can make the plays when he has to, to um, definitely give them that dub, give them that little edge. Yeah, I agree. I think the Rams defense is super, it's it's really good. And I just, and, and with the Goff situation, that's a whole different thing because you had this guy named Wolford who came in for Goff because uh, and they haven't really named the starting – McVay hasn't named the starting quarterback 
um for oh, they're having for, qb i didn't even know they had qb dang yeah, yeah 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 and this guy walford i think his name is he came in for the arizona against the arizona cardinals game um in the arizona cardinals game and he sort of he showed out um he obviously has this mobility oh wait that, actually i did see that and he had um 250 yards and 50 rushing yards and everything in his debut yeah yeah, he threw a pick, but he didn't throw a touchdown either. He threw a pick on his first play, but after that, he sort of got into his groove and his mobility. The offense ran way better through him, and it brings a lot of questions, good questions, of course, because it's like that's a good problem to have about um, the the Rams and their future at quarterback because, obviously, Walford, it went from their offense in, in terms of intended yards per pass, like, through Goff, it was six, and then through Wofford, it was like nine in that one game. Obviously, it's sample size is important, but right. it's it's promising to see something like that from a quarterback who's just like just coming in in, in his first run. And um, yeah, so when you have that added mobility and you don't even have to run the ball, um, it obviously brings a new a, a new level to the to the to the offensive side of the ball, and it it makes it harder for them to defend and they they add a lot of explosiveness which they lack this season with golf so if he's healthy in my opinion um i would still i would still start golf but you know if if it ends up being walford it, it could probably work out but we'll yeah. see yeah we'll see sample size like you said i just don't want to go based off one game because like I don't think he did bad. He obviously didn't do bad against the Cardinals. I'm looking at it: 22, 38, 231, one pick. Like you said, first play. Like he he managed the game, but that's what everybody thought golf was a game manager, and um, he beat yeah, them all over. So I don't know. I just I just want to see, like you said, like I want to see them. I want to see them get more explosive plays. Not a lot of the receivers are getting a whole lot of receiving yards. Their defense is just holding up as much as possible. Yeah, it's just I have I have worries about them and their offensive line, and you know, obviously the Seahawks have Carlos Dunlap, and Goff hasn't had a lot of time to get anything going. But Wofford, like I said, he brings that mobility that Goff doesn't, and I don't know. We'll see. I I personally, if Goff is healthy, put him in because he obviously has the experience. The dude has played in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, facts. Yeah, he can. I feel like he can kind of just shut out everything else and just kind of get back into that playoff groove hopefully but yeah i think it's just it's important to have these questions because Goff hasn't obviously been the franchise quarterback that the rams have wanted so it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future with that um but as far as who you think is gonna win uh who are you picking i'm taking the seahawks got to yeah yeah i'd probably take the seahawks too i'd probably take my chances on on Russ being Russ against that offense, against that defense, as opposed to, you know, the Rams uh, getting past the Seahawks defense, sort of getting in their groove uh, now that the season has started. Facts. Um, yeah, yeah, it seems like it seems like they had trouble kind of finding a scheme, trying to implement. You know, like you said, Jamal even getting Carlos midway through the season, and their corners were just horrendous. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. And is Bobby Wagner cover. still good? Oh yeah, of course. Bobby Wagner. Oh yeah, he and he made a um he was first team. He was first team all pro um this year. Um so, you know, obviously they got players, they got the talent. So I think 
you know, big time. In the playoffs, I feel like that definitely matters a whole lot more than just like in a regular season game where teams just kind of toss up. Playoffs, in my opinion, come down to those guys who can really make those those important plays who, who you know, know what they're doing in those situations. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just – it's Russell Wilson, man. This – like, even we saw it last week, like, he got his 35th, 4th fourth, fourth, um, quarter slash overtime comeback. Yeah, right? like – so it's like if they can keep the game close, I definitely can see that like Russ coming in and, and it ends up in the offense's hands in the last few minutes. I have no doubt like Russ will end up taking it past the Rams defense because it's just it's Russell Wilson. But also we haven't even talked about I'm sorry, I keep on harping on this, but we haven't even talked about Metcalf and Ramsey and like how Metcalf has like historically struggled against Jalen Ramsey. So that'll be an interesting one. Ooh, I didn't yeah. I mean Obviously, yeah, I was thinking about that matchup too. I was I was interested in seeing how they're gonna go about that. Obviously, um, where do they line Lockett up? Because I feel like if obviously Lockett can help relieve some of that pressure off yeah, the calf. The Rams have another corner in Darius Williams who's been playing really well too. So it's just good matchups. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot of good matchups. But I I just believe in Russ more than I believe in that Rams offense tracks who wouldn't who wouldn't did we yeah. did we go over the Bears Saints yeah we did but we talked about it but like I I just feel like we can talk about it right now but I feel like the Saints um, are getting past the Bears easy is Drew hurt no Drew is good he'll be good to oh, go okay if Drew's good to go yeah we ain't even gotta talk about that obviously like the conversation about him is like I don't know. He's obviously not at the level that he usually is. He's not the elite. I mean, I don't. I don't. If, even if Drew's not that five thousand passing yard a year quarterback, I, I I don't even need that. He, if Drew can make it happen against that, if Drew's decent, he can. The Saints are coming out as a yeah. up against the Bears, especially given the Bears' offense just can't do it, do anything, and the Saints' defense has played real well this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and. The Kamara is also questionable, I believe. So I think Kamara, I think Kamara is likely to play. Um, I saw when I was watching ESPN earlier. Um, they they sounded positive as to where he was in terms of. I don't know if it was COVID. It was yeah, COVID. He went to like a strip club. You you didn't see that little picture with him with with white girls. That's that's basically. Oh, what I did. Never mind. Yeah, he was being dumb. Come on now, can't be yeah. not disturb you. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's that's what happened with him. But yeah, that's our our playoffs. Basically, got through our wins there. We got through everyone. Steelers, Ravens, Seahawks, Bills, Bucks, Saints. Seems about right. Yeah. I can see it upset. I can. I think there's going to be one upset at least. I think there's going to be an upset somewhere in there. Which one do you think would be an upset besides the Ravens, of course, since they're fifth seed? Mm. I mean, the only other other upset I would think would be the Rams. Yeah, um, that's what I was about to say. I don't see the Browns beating the Steelers, or the Colts beating the Bills, so or the Bears beating the Saints. So yeah. Yeah, that's our, our wild card predictions, I guess. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I guess we can close out here. 
thank you for coming on the podcast, Elijah. It was really nice having you. Of course, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I, I really like the dialogue. You kind of, I don't know. I kind of felt like this was something that I never thought I would do. And I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. we. I mean, I wanted to do more, but obviously like internet struggling. I, we, we had almost an hour of audio, but your internet, your microphone. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you want more of Elijah, you, you can always um, contact me, cash at me. Um, to make sure this guy gets a new router and a new, <laughs> new microphone. And then I uh, can hop back on this don't really get jiggy. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly, because he needs it. We have, we're having good conversations over here, and we're obviously going to want to talk about more than, than just football. Uh, we obviously have – I did call him a normie in the beginning, but he has a lot of knowledge about sports, and um, he has a, an opinion that, that isn't mine, which is always important for discourse. But, yeah. That was uh, the free lunch podcast. Um, free lunch, go eat. Yeah, exactly. First episode of, of 2021. Um, you know, share it through word of mouth. Uh, share it with whoever you can. Uh, um, put me out there. Put us out there. And, and yeah, that's it. All right. Appreciate it. Let's go.